Trancat Night special guest exclusive podcast right here on the TrancatNight.org website. Folks, today is uh, December 30th, 2020. Hope you all are having a very wonderful and blessed day. As always, we continue to keep the programming moving along Monday through Saturday. Typically three or four guests on every day, uh, folks. So if you have special guest suggestions, please do email them to me at ApostleMaryHotmail.com. We've got an awful lot of new guests coming onto the program uh, over the next uh, week or two. Uh, I just got um, uh, Jeff Kassman is going to be coming on the show, I think, uh, in the over the next week, which will be good. I'm not quite sure what we're going to be talking about yet, but that'll be uh, a good program uh, for you Catholics listening. And uh, listen, 75-plus uh, podcasts a month, folks, so continue to invite your friends and family members to this uh, outlet. And uh, just want to remind everyone, we've got the Marie Julie Jenny movie still available on Vimeo. So get on over to Vimeo.com, type in Marie Julie Jenny or Three Days of Darkness and check it out. Uh, and I uh, hope you all uh, continue to stay safe out there. And uh, we're listen. We're in the midst of now what appears to be uh, COVID Part Two or COVID Twenty or mutant strain. I forget what the initials is. is I, I was doing the uh, program on it last night. I think it's called B Dash One Dash One Dash Seven. Sounds like a uh, like we're in prison now with some of these uh, <laughs> with some of these names to the to the mutant viruses. But uh, in any case, we've got uh, Doctor Mary Mansfield. Uh, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, uh, not, uh, Mary, uh, she can uh, uh, let us know how she would like to be uh, referred to. But uh, uh, Mary, I found Mary, uh, it was about a week or so ago, uh, when I saw a program that she did with uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who, of course, is uh, a good friend of the program. And uh, so we want to get to know uh, Mary better and her work and her program and her podcasting. We want to talk about uh, keeping our immune system healthy, and uh, we'll see uh, what other areas of the wind, uh, uh, you know, blows us in uh, for this podcast this morning. But I'll just do the, the general brief uh, bio to uh, Mary. She graduated with a doctorate of pharmacy from the University at Buffalo 2008. Um, and has worked in various pharmacy settings such as retail, hospital, insurance companies. She's the creator and host of Mindful Empowerment, a broadcast on natural health wellness, providing people with the opportunity to make more informed choices on their health and helping them to live healthier and more mindfully. She values truth, freedom, and family. We thank you so much, Mary, for joining the program. So I guess right off the bat, let's get to know you a little bit better, where you're coming from. It sounds like you're uh, an East Coast uh, girl. Uh, East Coast guy here uh, myself. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your background, how you've arrived at, at this point, and we'll roll that into a conversation with uh, your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Mary. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Eric. And yeah, I appreciate um, you having me on the program. I know you're, you're busy, you have a lot of guests, and you know, always interesting. And so just a little bit more about me. Um, you know, you mentioned that I went to pharmacy school and did that route. Um, kind of got into the work of it and, you know, realized kind of in short that, you know, getting and working in the real world is different than you, you know, might think when you're going in the library and you're studying and you're, you're reading, you know, all your textbooks and you think something's going to be a certain way. Mm. And then you get out there and real experience talking with patients and seeing things and doing your own research and realizing, hey, there's more than just taking the the pharmacy, you know, prescription mm. pills, and mm -hmm. you know, there there could be you know better options and other other ways to do it. So, kind of you know, roundabout doing some different things with that, decided I needed to do something that I feel I'm actually helping people to a greater 
level. And that's why I started the Mindful Empowerment Podcast, having, you know, guests on talk about all different things related to, you know, natural health, getting to what the root cause of disease is. And, you know, really, I am passionate about helping people to make more informed choices and not just, you know, hey, this doctor said this, or this is what the, you know, the CDC said, or, you know, something Mm. like that. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's quite fascinating. I mean, as we're getting to know each other, uh, Mary, you know, my background is uh, I'm currently uh, 43. I uh, was an ex-athlete, was pretty good, o- almost played professional basketball in Europe. I've always lived very healthy, you know, worked out, do all that kind of stuff, was a supplement guy, was in the gym, uh, tried to keep after myself. Uh, but then, like you said, life happens, right? <laughs> you graduate college, you got to get in the real world. Not that I don't do any of that stuff now, but I mean, life just happens. You got other responsibilities or, or whatnot. But how have we arrived at that point to where it was, you know, in regards to keeping ourselves healthy, you know, just going from food and stuff that would just, you know, come upon us organically to shifting to pills and to big pharma? Because, uh, again, I've done numerous shows kind of exposing big pharma. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more uh, about some of that here in a little bit. But I mean, how have we transitioned as a society from doing stuff organically and naturally to, hey, just pop this pill, right? So you can uh, get rid of uh, that one symptom. And now a week later, now you got 19 symptoms, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think we've forgotten how simple some of it can be with just drinking, you know, clean water and, you know, eating organic food and, and exercise and being in nature and some of just simple things. But, you know, we want the easy solution, right? You know, we're lazy. We want, oh, can I just take a pill instead of, Mm. you know, going to the gym or yeah. Now, uh, in regards to your passion for doing the podcast and just your, your work now, I mean, was there like a, a specific moment in time? Did you have like an epiphany moment to where you're like, oh, OK, I really need to get off of what I'm doing right now. I need to get onto this other path. Was it something that happened within the family that you, you want to talk about or yourself? Or was it just sort of like a, a, a process like over time? You were like, OK, like I, I've got to I've got to speak my mind and I can't keep on the same track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think both. It was partly a little bit of a, a process. Like I know when I was working in, you know, the retail pharmacy and, you know, giving like the flu and the pneumonia vaccines. And I just I didn't really feel right about that at the time because I, I felt like um, I wanted patients to really know what they were kind of signing up for. Like, here's your the side effects. Here's the risk. And it was more mm. like we have to make sure we give, you know, enough vaccines. So. And then so I kind of stepped into like another, you know, different job that I wasn't doing that. And then kind of gradually got to the point where I'm like, I, I just need to do something else besides being part of the system. I just mm. kind of like at a moral like like level, I thought, you know, I just need to do this. And then the podcast opportunity kind of came and um, I thought, you know, this is it. I need to, you know, I need to try it and I need to kind of do what do what I can and not just sit back on the sidelines. Mm. Now, what does fam- what does family think about that? I mean, again, there's so many topics debated upon today. I know when I start discussing, you know, health related issues or big pharma, you know, how you'll have some uh, maybe outside uh, friends or even maybe some uh, family kind of like, eh, you know, is this guy just all talking conspiracy? Like, what, what what's what's your angle here or whatnot? But how has your family kind of uh, been receiving your your work and where you're at now? Yeah, I mean, they think it's different for sure. Unexpected. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I think they're very encouraging and and supportive though, which is is really nice because you never know, you know, how family's going to take something sure. like a big shift like that. 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in regards to well, let's let's stay on the big pharma stick here uh, for a second. Part, as part of my story, I went through I call it my book of a Job uh, experience about a decade or so ago, where I literally lost everything over like a two week period. I mean, literally uh, my uh, job, uh, then my health. I lost a girl at the time. I lost the finances, and I I just lost it. Right, so I literally had for all intents and purposes, a breakdown, call it nervous breakdown, call it whatever kind of breakdown. Uh, and so I was prescribed uh, Xanax, right? So I was on uh, Xanax for a little bit and, you know, it, it turned me into a zombie. I mean, first and foremost, uh, but then it got more and more difficult to get off of so much to the point where I was, I knew I was definitely addicted to it uh, some months in. And uh, it was a process of about two to three years. It took me two to three years to get off of that pill. Uh, like it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. I thought like maybe a couple months or whatnot, but it really is a few years. And so as a part of that, uh, eventually, uh, uh, Mary, I had to do my own research on this because at that point I didn't trust, uh, mainstream medicine and mainstream health. And, uh, at that point, uh, but I contracted a, a Xanax protracted withdrawal syndrome. Not, not sure if you, uh, are familiar with that, but basically it's like ex extended period of time where you experience the, the the same acute symptoms that you would have, um, you know, for, for those weeks or whatever while trying to get off of it. And I still have it to this day. I kid you not, even my own mother, my own mother's a, a nurse and she she's kind of still doesn't believe me, but I know my own body and I still have symptoms like nearly a decade or so later. It's 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 going away. It's it's not as uh, detectable, I guess is the best word. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely still experiencing some some issues that I've had with Xanax. But um, my whole my my whole point in in this is like where where are you at with some of the you know the benzos or the 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 big drugs? I mean it it was a short term solution a short term fix, um, but at the same time it created a much larger problem. Is this uh, part and parcel why you kind of decided hey like you know pills aren't the answer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I mean you were talking about you know Xanax and and the benzos, and then there's you know all the host of drugs used, you know, for anti, you know, depressants, like mm -hmm. all the SSRIs and all those, which mm -hmm. are, you know, addicting as well and can take, you know, months and a long time really to, to get off of them. And then if you just stop on cold Turkey, you're going to end up with a whole, you know, complex of, mm -hmm. of symptoms. And so, yeah, that, that is definitely um, part of it also. And, you know, I would see, you know, patients coming in, you know, to get, these medications and they're you know addicted to them and they come in and come in and they get side effects from it and they would get a different pill to treat the side effect mm. and it didn't you know it was almost they almost were just getting worse yeah no yeah i'm right there with you i did get worse i did get worse over time uh but i'll, I'll argue from a spiritual side i think it was much uh, it was much needed to slow down my life uh at that point and get myself uh uh you know but back uh back on track so to speak but in regards to i mean do you feel like i mean the big pharma system and, and even mainstream medicine, it's its meant at this point to keep people in the system. Uh, and I always keep uh, saying this on, on some of these podcasts, is it all about the money? Is it all about the cha-ching, 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 cha-ching? Uh, so that, uh, you know, by keeping people in the system, more and more money comes, uh, you know, through big pharma. And, uh, you know, even with the whole COVID thing, you hear these COVID doctors saying if they, uh, uh, saying that if they sign off on someone's death as it being COVID, like they get money for it. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, what's, why does it always come back to money, uh, Mary? Yeah, I mean, you hit it right. Money plus keeping people in the system. So, mm. you know, you know, I'm sure, you know, every, people have heard, you know, it's not health care, it's sick care. It's, mm. you know, 
creating you know, lifelong chronic diseases that patients now have to have a chronic um, you know, medication for that they're going to be on for the rest of their life. And then, and then it's the money and then it's, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I could go into, it's about, you know, the control and keeping everybody in the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now as a, a pharmacist, you got quite of a, a extensive background in regards to like the different areas or sectors uh, that you hit. Uh, did you find one particular area was worse than another? And I always find it kind of, I don't know what the word is. Uh, you know, we've got the local CVSs and the Walgreens and mm-hmm. even Walmarts will hand out the free vaccine. And I, I'm like, I'm wondering how, how they can do that. You know, I, I mean, even, even legally, I, again, you would know better than me, but I was in a Walmart the other day and uh, they had the cashier in the, uh, the U scan or the checkout lane coming up to people and saying, Hey, did you, did you know you could get a free uh, flu, uh, flu shot? Uh, you know, and I, I'm sitting here, I'm like, it's almost like they were selling it to me. Like I, I wasn't even... You know, I didn't even have a problem. I wanted to go to it. They were like coming up to us and then used car salesmen like fashion trying to sell uh, people on the vaccine. I was like, man, this is this is bizarre and weird. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I felt something didn't quite feel quite right about that when I would you know be at stores and say, OK, we're going to give you a, a $30 gift card or something like that if you mm. take this vaccine. Because then it's like, oh, wait a minute, aren't we supposed to be, you know, healthcare providers in we're supposed to offer these things, but not to try to like entice you to take it. So mm-hmm. that, you know, so that was just kind of like one you know, <laughs> kind of like a yellow flag, like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Let me look into this. <laughs> yeah. A little bribery, a little bribery money, right? Yeah. Um, now, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the podcast, uh, circling back to that. Tell us about some of the guests you've had on the show. You obviously had uh, Sherry on the program uh, mm-hmm. from a few months ago, but I mean, how's the program going? And uh, tell us about some of maybe your favorite areas that you like to discuss. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's called Mindful Empowerment. And it's on, you know, YouTube, and then the audio only on, you know, all the usual Spotify, Apple podcast, mm-hmm. and had like, um, Carrie Madej, like you said, Sherry Tenpenny, um, you know, a lot of other guests, um, just put out like the 27th episode, do an episode every week. And oh, cool. you know, we get into, you know, like holistic health, and, you know, a mix of current events, but also just general kind of tips for like how to to live more organically and mm-hmm. holistically and thinking about what is like behind the disease like that we might see is it because you're getting um, a toxin in, in your environment mm-hmm. or is it some kind of um, emotional like trauma component or and looking at kind of disease from that perspective like the whole you know your whole person not just your physical but you know emotional and and, and all that and kind of presenting mm. different options and not necessarily like, okay, this is the right answer, but here's some other things to, to, to think about. Yeah. Look, uh, I wake up every day and I sort of have a, a, a fire, uh, you know, in my stomach in regards to when you wake up and you realize that the world is uh, being constructed and manipulated uh, by very evil men. I call them the psychopaths or the R. Kelly's. You see that R. Kelly uh, documentary uh, on, on Netflix where he's like basically like a sugar daddy, these poor young girls, and he's manipulating them. Uh, and, and basically, you know, telling them things that we know are not true, like, hey, you're going to be a popular singer if you just hang out with me or whatnot. But this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the R. Kelly's of the world, these psychopaths that are telling us they're going to lead us into a brave new world and just take the vaccine and you'll be A-OK. And we've got people passing out in videos like an hour later and all that stuff. Like, we know, we know there's something up here. So I just wake up uh, every morning, uh, Mary, and, and like I get sick to my stomach 
uh, because we know there's so much environmental toxins that they are pushing on us, right? Whether it's through chemtrails, whether it's the fluoride in the water, uh, whether it's the GMO foods, we're surrounded by this all. And it's like we have to navigate ourselves through this labyrinth of unhealthy toxins and just poisons that are around us. Uh, and I wanted to get sort of your take and perspective on in, in regards to how we stay healthy. You can talk practically about that now. Uh, is there sort of a, a system that you have in mind, a certain diet? I know everyone's got their own sort of, you know, diet that they kind of go to, to, and that's, that's where I'm hoping we could go down is, uh, down that health path. Now, maybe we could talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're saying, it's hard sometimes to navigate with so much, you know, propaganda going on about, you know, this or that, but mm -hmm. then, you know, to me, it's, I look at I look at that pretty simple. I don't have like an exact like dogmatic approach on like oh you can't have to have this much you know protein or this much mm. you know that. But it's it comes down to that kind of the basic: are we eating um, you know like real whole like or, organic when possible food? Are we eating processed food out of the wrapper with the toxins with you know the modified stuff and the added coloring mm. and artificial? And then are we you know what are we drinking are we drinking you know iced tea with all that it's sugar or, or you know soda or are we just drinking mostly you know water or just like plain you know iced tea something things like that so when when you look at look at the diet you know are we are we eating the you know vegetables and fruits or again kind of things out of the box the manufactured things out of the wrapper so kind of basically try to eat most of the time you know whatever nobody's perfect I don't think we have to be perfect but if you mm. eat about 80 percent you know, organic, real food, and sure, once in a while you have something else. Mm -hmm. um, I you know. Your, you know your 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 vegetables, and it, you know, I think it sounds like simple and basic, but I think that's what some of uh, some of these like health principles that actually come down to kind of simple common sense things that really work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Mary, you must forgive me. Uh, I caved in yesterday and I made a Taco Bell run. I did it. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. I did. I did go Contrap Supreme yesterday. Uh, but I do try to eat uh, as, as healthy as I can. But uh, given the busy schedule, sometimes it doesn't happen. Now, I watched a very interesting uh, documentary. I had this written down. Uh, Mary, I wanted to get your uh, take on that. Again, everyone has their own opinions. It was on Netflix, right? So I've been recently getting into the whole Netflix thing uh, late at night. But they had a very interesting documentary on showing and demonstrating how some of the world-class athletes that we have today, both uh, female and male, are actually living off of a plant-based diet, right? So I've got, and I'm sure we all uh, probably do, and maybe you are, uh, uh, Mary, a, a vegan or a vegetarian or whatnot. And, uh, you know, I sit around with with, with the boys because, you know, I've got three brothers and a dad, and we would always kind of joke about it. But, like, I took this uh, documentary, like, very seriously. I mean, they were they had these doctors running different blood tests and what your blood looks like after you eat meat. And then all, like, the, 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 the world's best power lifter right now runs strictly off of plant-based protein. And I was blown away by that. I mean, this guy's huge. And, uh, you know, even Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is vegan, which I, I didn't know. Um, but I mean, do you have like a certain position on that as a, like, it's, it seems so difficult from my perspective to not have any meat at all. I know, I know some people can do it, uh, but I really want to try to limit it. Cause I, I know like red meat's like really not good for you, right? Colon cancer and kind of all that stuff. Um, but do you have like a, a, an opinion in, in that area and how it pertains to our immune system? Cause basically the premise was like the more meat that you eat from what I recall, the more bad enzymes i think uh are like produced in your stomach to where you you could get more sick uh, if i remember recall correctly 
Uh, so that's why you want to try to keep it clean with the plant. I don't know. Uh, but what, what's your take mm-hmm. on that, Mary? Yeah, I, I I have, you know, read that and seen, you know, seen, art, you know, articles and things about, you know, some people are, you know, know me and the way it affects you. Mm-hmm. And then other people will say, or, you know, you know, articles and studies, okay, this is how someone, you know, responds to if they do eat meat. And this you know, this group feels great and swears by it, but another group feels great and swears by something else. So I, I don't have, I think like that's to the, Hey, if someone's already doing, you know, they're decreasing their sugar, they're eating organically, they're eating their fruits and their vegetables. They've already got all that stuff. Right. And now they're the point they can debate whether this certain amount of meat works for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I think they're doing, doing pretty good. And I think that, from what I've read and in what I've seen with people, if if something's you, working for you and you're feeling great, then you know what I think that that says a lot too. Mm. Well said. Uh, let me ask you this question: Do do you think because you hear some of these studies in regards to supplements and how they really don't work? I mean, what, what's your position on uh, like actually supplementing? Uh, another point to that documentary was is the one thing that you did have to to supplement with if you're going to go completely plant-based was B12 because you're not going to get B12 uh, regularly uh, in, in that diet or whatnot. Uh, so I, I, I believe amongst the pills I take, there's it's like a vitamin B complex or whatnot has some B12 in it. But um, su- supplements, where are you at with supplements? Are there certain supplements that uh, you stand behind? Again, every doctor is different, but what, what's your take mm-hmm. on supplements? Yeah, I think um, supplements are needed for most people because we're not getting the nutrition that we need from our diet. But a lot of it comes down to the quality of the supplements that we're getting. And is it, you know, the, it can be such a huge difference in the actual ingredients and the components that go into the supplements, depending on the quality, like if they're like the, you know, USP pharmaceutical grade, or if they're, Mm. you know, who knows what they're really putting into it. Um, And then, you know, kind of a standard that most, most people could benefit from is, you know, taking like vitamin D and vitamin C. Um, I mean, those ones are going to help your immune system. And, and then, you know, kind of goes into more, you know, specific, you know, host and array, you know, Mm. you and your audience, I'm sure, well, you know, versed in in all the different supplements and things. Um, But, you know, the quality of the ingredient is pretty critical, I think, when choosing it and deciding to supplement or not. Yeah. And as I joke around uh, with my mom, sometimes vitamin D uh, is not representative of a donut. I, sometimes when I joke around when I go to Dunkin Donuts, I said I had a little vitamin D this morning. Uh, but in any case, uh, Mary, in regards to this COVID-19 crisis, let's just lay it out uh, on the table. What's your position? Is it natural? Is it a bioweapon? Is it nothing at all? Uh, there's some people who think it's nothing at all. I, I'm just going to say this. I have a brother who lives in the Pittsburgh area and he's not a drama queen by any stretch of the imagination. He got it and he really feared for his life because it really was affecting his lungs. And I'm, I'm of the mindset as I think, uh, you know, um, Sherry and, and, and some others, uh, especially, especially uh, Judy that, you know, they're overinflating this thing to say the least have like 350,000 people really died from this. Absolutely not. I mean, uh, people with, uh, you know, the comorbidities and people who have underlying uh, medical conditions, the elderly, of course, are dying. But I do think there's something there. Like, it, it is something. It has to be something. And I've seen it, again, within my own uh, family. So what, I mean, what is it? Because now we're hearing of a mutant strain. Did you catch that? The the 20-year-old mm-hmm. Colorado uh, gentleman that got it and he doesn't travel or whatnot. 
so here we are in part two of this mess. But what, what's your take on this COVID madness? Yeah, right. It is. Yeah. COVID madness when it comes down to it. Um, but, you know, kind of going back to last spring, um, I was just looking at like the CDC website and I, I noticed oh, this is interesting. They're, they're announcing it was about a bit last April that they're just going to stop counting um, the flu, influenza mm-hmm. statistics, and they're just counting COVID. So, oh, okay. You know, that, so if, you know, people are getting sick with something and there is a test that people can take and it can test positive for COVID and people have no symptoms, but it can also test positive and people have symptoms of something. So, I mean, we always have people, especially this time of year that, you know, get what we usually call the influenza or pneumonia or things like that. So what is it, you know, I, you know, I don't have any, you know, magic answer. None of your, you know, other guests don't know. But what does it come down to? Is it a, is it a bioweapon? Is it we're just relabeling our usual flu and pneumonia? And some people are getting really severe cases of it. Which every every year there are people hospitalized and die of, you know, what we call influenza and pneumonia. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just yeah, just kind of far as like the, you know, thing when when a lot of things don't add up, then I think that should cause you know, people to stop and question and not kind of buy into the official narrative. And in any case, there's nothing to be, you know, afraid of and, and panic from. Yeah. Now, since we're, since you obviously covered this topic, what's the concern level for you since you have uh, a podcast? Uh, again, part of the reason why I have had to go behind a paywall so many years ago uh, in part and parcel is due to censorship. I'm one of the most censored uh, people out there who's managed to keep some of his stuff uh, going out into the public sphere. Uh, but my dark winter web conference, uh, that, uh, a promo that I had for it, I got pulled down within two hours on YouTube. It was labeled as medical misinformation. I had some notable doctors such as Dr. Paul Cottrell trying to help me out, get the word out. It was pulled down as well within a few hours. So, so my question for you is as we're dabbling into these topics, I mean, the concern level for you now that you've got the podcast going, uh, you know, censorship wise. I mean, you got a game plan for that. I know a lot of people are doing bit shoot, they're doing the parlor, doing other uh, avenues, but I would suspect that they'll just control that in the end too. But they're really trying to control the narrative uh, uh, on this, Mary. What, what do you think with uh, censorship? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I'm also on, you know, parlor and bit shoot and um, mm-hmm. starting a new um, website with some other podcasters called um, Freedom broadcasters.com do you have other outlets as well and and again I you know just the fact that if just a casual conversation like this where we're just kind of saying what we think and that this could be taken down and censored just shows to the level of Mm. you know control and trying to to keep that information in a way and I hope that that would kind of resonate with some people to start to question it a little bit more Mm. Now, in regards to masks, maybe we can talk about that. Uh, I'm sure Sherry talked about it. I didn't have time to, to listen to your podcast with, with Sherry, but she came on to, well, she comes on every month uh, as a regular uh, podcast, but specifically for this uh, web conference, she, I mean, she was really driving home the point uh, that masks uh, do not work. Was there anything in particular that you learned from uh, Sherry in this uh, past, uh, was it two months ago or so, I think that you had her on the show? Yeah, yeah, she talked about, you know, she, you know, read and evaluated, you know, over over 90, you know, peer-reviewed studies into masks, and they just don't, they don't work. It's mm. it's just a kind of a, a symbol of, um, you know, kind of, are you wearing the mask there? You know, they don't do anything, you know, when masks were first started or people were in the hospital, it's to protect the patient, you know, if you're in surgery, so you're not getting something you know, on them, or mm-hmm. maybe if, you know, when you go into a room with someone with tuberculosis, then you'll wear, you know, that higher quality mask to actually help to, 
reduce you know <laughs> chance of transmission but to just put a piece of cloth over your over your face it, it really does nothing but she yeah she really laid it laid it out well um mm -hmm. you know, kind of getting into you know all the different different points that things you know don't make sense as we've kind of got, gone along this covid path and in this you know standing six feet apart and all these things that don't have any actual medical um, basis but then we're all just kind of buying into and doing it mm. now in regards to well let me ask you this question do you in regards to actually just wearing a mask do you think it could be representative of something more symbolically there's a lot of people uh that will throw out there uh to the public uh that it represents some type of shiar you know shiara law or some type of symbol for slavery to the new world order uh they don't want us to see our smile they don't want to have that sort of human interaction and what will parlay into the lockdowns next but do you, do you think it could be representative of of something more because uh, I, I know listen i know a lot of people right now when they're going out and about mary and again from a christian perspective I, i'm one of the rare or few catholics that have been warning about you know the antichrist the mark of the beast system and i, I took a lot of crap for it years ago well it's not it's not so funny given what uh bill gates has come out with these days and lucifer a's and pat no six oh six six and tattoo identification and uh you know the whole communist sort of socialist side of things i mean a lot a lot more people are willing to listen uh these days uh but my point is a lot of people are willing to play the mass game right now right um and, and go to the walmart just for five minutes or, but a lot of people aren't going to go down the vaccine path right employers may require it uh here in the not so distant future you're probably going to have to have uh, proof or you are going to have to have proof of uh of a vaccine when you're when you're internationally traveling probably even from state to state at a certain point so they're really, really trying to squeeze us out of society and it's not just christians i mean it's going to be people who don't want to go along with the system um but what in regards to like mass in, in general do you think there's it's, it's something more than that like more like symbolically yeah yeah i mean i think absolutely that has the high potential to be so given that scientifically they're not doing anything but yet the you know politicians and and in certain quote-unquote healthcare professionals are recommending them then you would have to ask you know yourself well why are they doing that and mm. then kind of what you were alluding to is you know people are becoming less social and not mm -hmm. making eye contact and not smiling and i just i notice the difference you know when i go into you know my local grocery store at the staff used to always just Hello, how are you doing? Smile, friendly. Now it's almost like they don't even acknowledge you anymore. Yeah, zombies, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I think, oh, people are going to put on the mask. You know, I see people putting on the masks to go into the grocery store, but like you're saying, a lot of people aren't going to take, you know, the, vac the vaccine, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, different a different story. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, not even FDA approved, just approved for emergency use and really quite experimental and you know unlike any of the other vaccines now have you taken any uh backlash perhaps by some peers uh either pharmacists or just uh you know people from the the, the medical side of things uh, have you taken any backlashes in regards to you know covering these topics and the angle that you you have on them um not yet i guess maybe i'm, I'm still kind of new so i'm under <laughs> the radar but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah once you once you know this information um i know you were talking about how you're you're passionate like you know every day you know when you get up and i just mm -hmm. you know i don't watch the regular you know tv or movies like i yeah. used to it's just mm -hmm. once you know what's you know going you know going on and what's how it's really going on in the world and you know passionate about kind of learning more and helping to 
you know, empower other other people by knowledge too. Yeah. No, this is a very interesting uh, topic. I, I've debated upon it with uh, even, you know, friends and family. Like, this kind of stuff doesn't bother me. I do think it's going to get horribly apocalyptic. Like, just envision the worst uh, apocalyptic movies that you've seen. Book of Eli, 2012, like, all smashed into one. That's basically uh, our timeline here. It's, it's going to get quite brutal. It doesn't bother me at all, but I know it, it bothers a lot of people. Like, they'll get anxiety you know, uh, and, and I, I'm, I, I oftentimes get labeled as a fear monger, but I'm really not. Uh, I'm just pushing, mm-hmm. pushing forward what they're saying. We give it, you know, the sort of the Catholic twister perspective on it, and we move forward. My motto here at Track Hat Nightmare is faith over fear. That's actually going to be the uh, the theme of my next uh, web conference, where I'm going to be bringing on some of the more notable uh, Catholic uh, speakers, uh, and we're going we're gonna to be discussing faith over fear. But I'm, I'm circling back to the anxiety thing because, you know, obviously we would argue. Uh, it, it, it is in part, at least in part, a supernatural thing, right, for, for us. But then we also, you know, we also, I would also argue, you got to be prudent, right? So I know when I was going through that really rough patch, uh, I mean, I was doing the chamomile teal, uh, teas. I had to do the research and uh, GABA. I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the, the product mm-hmm. uh, GABA uh, because I knew my GABA levels were really low. I mean, it's it's good for sleep. But then 5-HTP, which is a natural, basically a natural antidepressant, which I found somewhat effective. I, I didn't think it was, you know, necessarily great. But, I mean, I, I did notice uh, a slight difference. So I think we should be prudent, too, in using the supplements and things that we we do have around us uh, naturally, but I wanted to get your take on this because we are, I think, definitively in a mental health crisis as a result of the lockdowns. And this goes actually before the lockdowns. If you really look at it, the suicides were on the rise, even amongst teenagers uh, before lockdowns. And now it's just gone crazy. Uh, and, and, and the lockdowns, of course, uh, play a part into it. So maybe we could speak very loosely about uh, anxiety here and, and maybe some of the things that you're, you're telling folks and uh, whatever you'd like to discuss, uh, in, too, in regards to the lockdowns and how to keep keep busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, maybe we can get your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what you were saying, faith over fear. I mean, the fear component, that is huge mm-hmm. um, behind the anxiety, behind the worry, behind, you know, some people's disease, behind depression, behind, you know, so many things. It's when we're, if we let ourselves kind of be in this state of, you know, of, of fear, we're, we're, you know, we're less, we're almost like it paralyzes you and you're not mm-hmm. going out and you're not, you know, living to your potential and you're not happy or, you know, you're not doing all the, the things you're supposed to be doing as a human if you're kind of stopped in this lower state of fear. Um, mm-hmm. So I know you say, oh, some people might say, oh, it's like fear mongering, but I, I think that it, it's actually the opposite. It's actually like, you know, we don't need to be afraid. <laughs> kind of fear is what's going to kind of keep us, keep us down. So um, definitely kind of, you know, with you and, and what you're saying on that. And I guess, yeah, as far as the lockdown, um, I mean, I'm in, I'm in Florida, so I guess this is one of the better places to be. Yeah. Are you in that area? Where's that governor? Are you in that area with the one governor? I had a few of my friends from the Northeast just moved down there. What's that one governor that that's doing a pretty good job. He's like conservative and Oh, um, DeSantis. Yeah. 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 Are you down in that area? Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. So it's, it's not too, you know, bad here, but I, I know, you know, in the, you know, world and, and, other parts of the states in general, it's a lot more severe and it, you know, it can be tough if, mm-hmm. you know, you're told you can't go see your friends or your family for Christmas and you're uh, by yourself. It's that almost that natural in- inclination for the fear and the, you know, anxiety to come in. Um, mm. So, but what, but what, I think just being aware of that it is like just one, 
you know, step and then knowing that, hey, we don't have to respond in that way. And then once we kind of understand a little more about our immune system and, hey, I don't have to be afraid of getting mm. whatever this COVID is. And I can, maybe I can take some supplements and go outside and exercise. And, and maybe I can at least talk with my friends on the phone if I, if I can't, you know, go out because whatever the, you know, restriction is based on where you live. But I think we still have, I mean, a lot of power and then, you know, you can get into the whole, like, do we comply with some of these things like the masks and, and stuff like that. Mm. Good stuff, Mary. Well, it was uh, great to get to know you. Uh, unfortunately, we're just about out of time. We always allow our guests some shameless self-promotion time. We've obviously been discussing uh, the podcast, but maybe if you want to let us know, uh, maybe some of your upcoming guests or any other you know, articles or whatever else uh, that you're getting yourself into, please uh, do let the listening audience know, and then I'll conclude with some uh, promoting to myself. Awesome. Thanks so much, Eric. And yeah, mm -hmm. if your guests would check out Mindful Empowerment, um, like I said, you can find it on YouTube, BitChute, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Mary Elizabeth Mansfield. And um, if you, you know, if any of your guests want to check out some of my episodes, we talked about Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, um, mm -hmm. Dr. Lawrence Polevsky, um, you know, and guests like that that have been on. And look for an episode coming out every Wednesday, and then kind of every Monday and Friday on YouTube. I put out a short couple minute health um kind of okay. or mindfulness vlog so yeah thanks so um so much and it's yeah fun. yeah good stuff uh mary appreciate it. and if there's anything i can do we'll talk off air here if any, anything i could do maybe to uh, throw some doctors your way some connections get on your show I, I could do that maybe vice versa i always like to do that with my guests uh you know to keep uh keep our shows uh, spicy bringing on new guests so uh we'll talk off air here briefly and folks uh on my side of things the dark winter web conference is still uh available uh for purchase uh it is uh, ten dollars for the dark winter web conference we've also done four of these now so i'm running a christmas uh, special uh four for 25 you can get all four track at night web conferences uh for 25 uh, dollars and uh, in regards to sponsors brian and karen karwowski they're owners of church supply store.com they still have a limited supply of these beautiful christmas uh, figurines uh christmas trees and also just general nativity figurines uh for christmas uh, obviously uh that will be uh, be wrapped up here soon so purchase it now uh for the remainder of christmas time but then also for next year uh so it makes for a wonderful uh present for friends and family get on over to church supply store.com also john dean's jacksberry.com wonderful place with prayer quotes uh prayer saint quotes additional resources to help you in this spiritual battle from moment to moment you could uh visit the page submit a prayer request to help you and your family uh chris gagne uh, for you catholics listening calls us to be ever mindful of those who have gone before us it's not just a november the first thing uh in regards the devotion to holy souls it's not just a november thing uh it's an everyday thing so please uh, be more proactive in this area uh we also want to make mention of the social reign of christ king.com dedicated to the education and promotion uh, of the solution for the luciferian insanity enveloping the world that's mike berry's uh social reign of christ king.com and then we've got our turbulent times kits so uh, wonderful woman here in ohio uh, kathleen loney uh she runs the program prayer sacramentals herbs in accordance with a uh, catholic uh, prophecy i was actually just discussing this uh with someone on the phone uh this morning who came about uh my work here locally and they actually want to meet up and do all kinds of things uh but i was mentioning uh what how the timeline goes uh, for us in the catholic world and this uh, three days of darkness uh, to come uh but in any case all sacramentals are traditionally blessed by father voight in the minnesota area 
And uh, listen, contact her at KathleenElonia at gmail.com. And last but not least, folks, uh, thank you all for those who recently donated uh, to the Christmas fundraiser. And listen, I've been doing this for seven years. Uh, I was uh, very successful in the business world way back in the day, my late 20s. Uh, and this is where God has me now. I never would have thought I would be doing this work, uh, folks, but it's been through your charity that I've been able to do this work and do all the research that I can. And I'm looking forward to another uh, solid 2021 uh, and hopefully we do not get pulled out, do not get censored. Uh, so we'll pray for spiritual protection there. But I just want to thank you all. And if you can, please help out. Uh, please do uh, along the financial level. And folks, just thank you all for tuning in today. We thank uh, Dr. Mary Elizabeth. And uh, folks, until next time, stay safe and God bless.